Hello everyone, this is Darren Sands. And this is Frank Riker. And welcome to another special bonus edition of the Slaughtered Lamb Movie Podcast. We enjoyed doing last week's episode about gore, and so we thought we'd chuck another one into the mix uh, this week, which is, we're going to talk about robots. Now, there's this fine line between what is a robot, and we kind of, we were going to call it robots and cyborgs, or robots and androids, and I don't know what's what, and so, you know, how the hell do you define them, Frank? A lot of people are calling them, what, humanoids? But that could be anything, <laughs> too. You, you know, uh, robotic humanoids, and yeah, like, uh, anytime you say android to somebody, they look at their phone. You know, but I think if you just put robot, if we define it, and that's that's basically the title of, of a genre, and, you know, because you can go for cyborgs as a subgenre for robots, but... Kyle Reese would say to us, not a robot, a cyborg. He was almost going to slap Linda when she said robot. (laughs) So we're not going to get fussy about this. We're just going to use the word robot to kind of umbrella all manner of kind of, you know, machines or people that are part human, part robot. Um, So, you know, we've both picked around about 10 each. We don't know what we're going to, um, what each of us is going to come up with. So, so let's see what happens. So, Frank, do you want to kick off with your first? Sure. My first uh, for, um, you know, I, I love this movie now, especially then when I was a kid. It's the Iron Giant from the movie uh, Iron Giant. Yeah. And the poster for the Iron Giant is that Art Deco, you know, type of display. It's fantastic. And it's absolutely heartwarming. That this alien creature, you know, from a different place in outer space, you know, and it's also around during that setting it during the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, where everybody was paranoid about everything and how this this creature from another planet can recognize life and have a best friend of this little boy. Um, and, and it's it's a fantastic uh, display of animation. Uh, yeah. So Iron Giant is, uh, is is one of my top robots. Yeah, I saw this back in the 90s, late one night when I worked in a cinema, and I just kind of, I was really tired, and I thought, I'll just go and sit in the back of this film and uh, and, and, and have a watch of it. And I was just blown away by how emotional and sentimental it was. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, you know, I need to watch it again, I must admit. I didn't, that movie didn't cross my mind when I thought about robots and what would go on my list. In fact, my... Uh, <laughs> I didn't stray far away from what we've been talking about over the last few months. Uh, and, and in which case, my first robot um, on my list is Stacey Nelkin in Halloween 3. Um. <laughs> they crossed it off my list. <laughs> she's in the movie for um, a good three quarters, and then it's revealed towards the end that she's she's actually a robot. Now, we don't know at what point she changes into a robot, whether she's been a robot all the way through or whether at some point in the movie she's been kidnapped, which she does go missing from her apartment. So I assume that's the point when she's um, she's turned into a robot. But yeah, she she takes the, you know, she's she's at the top of my list. And, you know, what a way to, to bow out of that movie by getting decapitated by Tom Atkins. After he got done boning her. <laughs> <laughs> she just went at the comatose. <laughs> so what you got next so next on my list is a character called TikTok from Return to Oz yeah I remember if that if you're it's, it's absolutely a fantastic sequel 
to a movie that came out well, like 40 years ago from the 19, I think it was the 1986 version of this. Little TikTok's this little uh, little stout kind of English uh, Winston Churchill type uh, World War One robot, and he's absolutely uh, Dorothy Gale's protector going through Oz, and you have to wind him up in order to get him going. But yeah, and he, he spins around and everything. Uh, yeah, I like TikTok. He's just this big egg with a head. He, he was played by, um, I can't remember the guy's name now, Michael, oh, I forget his surname, but he was a Blue Peter presenter in the UK. Blue Peter's like this kind of kid's sort of, it was a live TV show that went out every evening for kids and they would show them how to do cooking and make things out of coat hangers and, you know, all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. And he was a presenter on that, but he was also an ex-gymnast. He fit quite nicely in that TikTok outfit in a really uncomfortable and quite compromising position as well. I think it was pretty tough on him. Um, I, do, I do remember seeing the, the making of that movie from a long time ago. It was Feruza Balk who was playing... It was, a very little little girl. Dorothy, yeah. 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 So what's next on your list? So I have Vera from Superman 3. Let me cross that off. <laughs> Which is absolutely terrifying. This is Robert Vaughn, the villain in Superman 3, his sister, a uh, character called Vera. And it's in that climactic scene where Ro- uh, Robert Vaughn is who's kind of this big um, uh, media mogul who's created this supercomputer and it starts to um, attack them. And you get this scene where Vera is sucked into the computer and it transforms her into this horrific-looking robot. I mean, nightmarish looks. You know, she's got these kind of silver eyes, her hair's all done up like Susie and the Banshees, um, and she kind of stomps out like a zombie chasing them. And as a kid, as a kind of... I guess I would have been about 10 years old when this came out. It was terrifying. And it still looks terrifying today. You know, and when she's screaming, and then everything's going around, they're kind of like Evil Dead with the trees. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And, you yeah. Know, and then all of a sudden she just stopped screaming. Uh, but then um, Superman was able to defeat that computer with, it looks like, uh, hot ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was absolutely terrifying. She was robotic. And then didn't something come out of her fingers, like some kind of ray or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she was. She, she didn't last too long. I think Superman just kind of turned up and, and uh, shot her with his X-ray vision, and that was it. She was done with. She, she didn't need to be around too long. She had an impact. Next, I have probably one of the classic robots or androids of all time, and that's Gort from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Not the remake with Keanu Reeves. This Love is the... Uh, this was the 51 version. This big hunky of a, of a metal man comes out. Now, the guy who played him is named Locke Martin. Actually stood 7 feet 7 inches to play in that suit. And if anyone doesn't know who, uh, who Gore is, maybe they recognize the line from Army of Darkness uh, where Ash says, Klaatu Barata Niktu, or... Klaatu Barata. <laughs> that came from uh, the day the earth stood still. And he was a uh, police force, uh, like a like a protector for uh, Klaatu. Basically, the 51 version. The, the newer version made it seem to be about climate change. This one had to do with atomic energy. And the 
planets recognizing that Earth had the power to destroy other planets uh, by splitting the atom. So it was a warning saying, stop what you're doing and uh, let's all live in peace. But yeah, Gort is indestructible and an icon for robots. So next, I was I was a little bit torn with this one because the the franchise has two or three different, um, I guess you could call them cyborgs, and I chose Bishop from Aliens. Lance Henriksen, right from the moment he comes on screen, he has an impact, and we have um, a sneaky feeling that he's a. Uh, an android or a cyborg or whatever you want to call him straight away because we've seen Alien and we've seen Ian Holm in Alien and how he, how he bled the, the kind of the, the gooey milky substance and there's a sequence at the start of Aliens where Lance Henriksen or Bishop does this kind of knife trick across his fingers I think everybody's tried to do it with a pen or something like that but he, um, yeah, he nicks his finger and you can see early on in the movie that he's, uh, he's actually a a, a cyborg, a synth, and that's when, a, when Ripley realizes and kind of kicks off and says, "You know, no, you know, you didn't want any synthetics on board." But yeah, he has a, a great ride throughout that movie, including getting split in half at the end of the film, and then saving Newt's life as mm-hmm. she's, uh, you know, she's about to be sucked off the edge of the uh, of the of the platform. But yeah, Bishop, I thought was. Um, a great uh, addition to this list and one that uh, was a difficult choice because you had, like I said, you had um, Ash in Alien and also you had uh, Michael Fassbender's character in Prometheus as well. So they could have been part of this. But no, I'm going with Bishop as the best cyborg in the Alien franchise. And probably second to Ripley as a character. Yeah. I think everyone knows Bishop. You know, when they speak aliens, they know they know the aliens, they know the queen, they know Ripley and they know... Bishop. Every other character kind of falls to the wayside, including Call, uh, Winona Ryder's character. So next on my list is from one of my favorite movies of all time, Ed 209. Who does not want an Ed 209 standing outside their house protecting, you know, everything? You know, plus he he probably wouldn't listen to you when he told him to stop. No, he won't, exactly. (laughs) Don't don't drop your keys outside the house, will you? (laughs) You're not welcome here. I own own this place. (laughs) Stop shooting him, Ed. (laughs) He didn't hear you. But he's also a deaf robot. (laughs) Yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah, but Ed 209, he's fantastic. I think he's also an iconic robot in cinema. Clumsy, but iconic. Can't do steps. And I guess so. So, with for your Ed two hundred nine, I raise you with RoboCop. Um, that you know, I can't not have him on this list. In fact, I'm going to do two in one here because you know I don't want to waste too much time talking about these two. But RoboCop and the Terminator um, are, are on my list. I, uh, the Terminator, you know, has to be um, as we discussed last week. It has to be the Terminator from the original film and not from any of the subsequent sequels. I don't know. Curtain making, Elton John glasses wearing, a cyborg on this list. It has to be the ori- <laughs> the original T eight hundred. It has to be the original T eight hundred from um, uh, the original Terminator film. The kind of Michael Myers esque stalking, shooting, stabbing, God knows what else. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, so yeah, Murphy, RoboCop, and the Terminator. I'm going to do a combined one because they're two iconic. Uh, robots from the uh, mid 80s both came around about the same time and we spoke about them enough on this channel so yeah 
And going on your theme of, you know, Terminator, I'm going to add the Harvester from Terminator Salvation. He's that big oh, robot okay. that collected every all the humans. Yes. And he fired a big, uh, a big like, shockwave laser at people and blew them out of the water and everything. And he was transported by the, the big uh, hunter-killer ship. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. When he came in, he's just, you know, 100-foot robot. Uh, he's not a cyborg. He's a robot. And yeah. he runs on diesel, you know, diesel uh, fuel because of the black smoke coming at him. I thought he was absolutely terrifying. Imagine that uh, robot coming in to collect you and just picking you up and just throwing you in the ship. And kind of like almost Transformer-ish, he, uh, that, that thing is. Uh, yeah, but I, I absolutely, if, if he was more in it, I would absolutely love to see a movie with the Harvester in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, another easy one. Um, probably the most iconic villain of all time. Darth Vader. <sighs> oh, yeah. he's, he's yeah. on your list as well? Yeah. No, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I, I never considered him. You know, But he is, like Obi-Wan said, he's more machine than man. Um, yeah, not not. There's not too much to say about that. I know that we are going to discuss Star Wars at length soon with the guys over at Good Real Hunting. So mm-hmm. perhaps we'll save our thoughts for for that episode. So Brett and Brad, can't wait to speak Darth Vader with you. Next on my list uh, for my atomic monster uh, loving uh, brothers out there, Mecha Godzilla. You know, certainly an iconic robot. And probably more so in the future movie coming up, uh, probably another month or so. I remember seeing Mechagodzilla as a kid from the, I believe it was the 70 version of Godzilla. Um, everyone's wondering why Godzilla's going crazy, and they find out, you know, there's something shiny underneath Godzilla's skin. It turns out to be Mechagodzilla shooting missiles from his fingers and, and blowing out his own death ray from his mouth and I mean his death uh, breath you know and I, I really think it's Mechagodzilla is going to be the villain coming up in this movie uh, coming up but yeah uh, Mechagodzilla is uh, is a great robot for me I've, ne- I've never seen I don't know too much about Godzilla other than the the film in the 90s that Columbia did and then the recent Warner kind of universe that they're creating is Mechagodzilla something that's been in a kind of uh, American movie before, or is it? Uh, is no, it he's, all... been the, he's been the Japanese version. Okay. He's barely a Japanese character. The only difference, it's just basically a robot version of Godzilla. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's two different versions. There's one. There's an alien version, which aliens have created to distract people, thinking it's Godzilla, while they're focusing on their own intentions. And then there's also Mechagodzilla, the protector uh, that humans have built. So I don't know which version we're going to get, but something tells me he's going to be like hitting in a mountain <laughs> and he's going to be called out to protect uh, humanity. But we'll see what happens in the Kong versus Zilla uh, movie coming out. But um, next uh, machine on your list. The next machine on my list is the gunslinger from, uh, from uh, Westworld. World. Yeah, the original Westworld. Uh, Yul yeah, Brenner. Yeah, yeah. yeah Yul Brenner, the gunslinger from Westworld. Again, another kind of probably early inspiration for Michael Myers as well. Uh, no one really links these two together, but you know, uh, Westworld came out a good six or seven years before Halloween did. And when you look at the similarities in terms of that unstoppable killer, 
You know, there's all sorts of things that happen to the gunslinger in Westworld. And I think, doesn't he get like, well, he certainly gets shot a few times and just keeps mm-hmm. coming. Um, doesn't he get like chucked into a acid bath or something like that? I something can't remember like now. There was, a, melting there was liquid. all sorts. Of, yeah, there was all sorts. years of ago. <laughs> and he, yeah, yeah. And he just kept coming after them. Yeah, great movie. Clearly an early inspiration for Halloween and a great terrifying robot, the gunslinger. Next for me is uh, probably everybody knows him. Uh, and we lost him a few years ago, the voice actor. The actor, I should say. Uh, Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, played by Alan Rickman. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, this, he's this depressed robot. He's absolutely funny. You know, he's like, you know, when there's... When he saves them from the intergalactic, you know, judges or whatever they were, and uh, he goes, the, the people were saying, Marvin, you saved us. Marvin's reply goes, yeah, depressing, isn't it? Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's such a melancholy robot. Uh, I just think is this the film version the film version version. the film film version version. see I'll I'll have to hold my hands up and admit to not seeing any of um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy my wife loves it I every time it was on the TV when it was the TV version I'd just turn it off I couldn't stand it and then um, as the film came along I just never even saw it maybe I should take a look at it now I don't know my wife really likes it but um, it was one of those kind of kind of sort of smug, sort of abstract sci-fi shows on TV that I just thought, you know, I was just into Star Wars. That's all I cared about. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, no, just whatever floats your boat. Um, next on my list is going to be slightly controversial because... The levels of how much this person is a robot are kind of debatable. I'm not sure whether you've seen this film, but there's a film from the mid-80s that Wes Craven directed called Deadly Friend. Yeah, this is... um, A a young girl is abused by her dad to the point where he actually kills her. And her boyfriend, um, who's this kind of young, sort of budding inventor, has his own robot. And he takes a chip from his own robot and breaks into the mortuary and implants it into his girlfriend's head, at which point she comes to life as a kind of robotic zombie. And this is why it's debatable, because the only thing that's kind of making her, you know, that that fits her under this umbrella of being a robot is this tiny microchip in the back of her head. So I am kind of cheating a little bit here. Um, but she goes on a kind of uh, murderous rampage and, he, you know, he, he has to, you know, stop her. But there is one one great sequence in there, a great old sequence of gore, which perhaps we should have had on last week's episode, where Anne Ramsey, who's the, the miserable neighbour next door to her. And in those of you know, who don't know who Anne Ramsey is, it's it's the the lady from The Goonies. For the one that's kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? That That lady... And she, she, <laughs> Samantha picks up a basketball. She throws it at her head, and Anne Ramsey's head just explodes all over the wall. It's, it's a great effect shot. It's superb. Now we're kind of veering into the last week's um, topic, which was gore here, but I just had to mention that. Um, so yeah, Samantha from Deadly Friend is debatable as to whether she's a robot. I like to think she is, um, and yeah. Next for me is probably... I have two on my list that are from comedies. 
Uh, one is Dot Matrix from Spaceballs. Played by, <laughs> <laughs> voiced by the great in, uh, Joan Rivers. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. This was the C-3PO parrot yeah, thing, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dot Matrix, you know, uh, you know, was supposed to be the maid of honor, I guess, for the uh, the princess uh, trying to get married to Prince Valium. <laughs> um, uh, but she goes around, you know, and her and John Candy get kind of buddy-buddy together uh, throughout the movie. And uh, I remember, you know, her saying, I, I'm so excited, I, I couldn't hold my oil. You know, and she had a, she had virgin alarm mode. You know, anytime anyone got close to the princess, you know, in sleep mode and everything. <laughs> but who could say? You know, Mel Brooks. I don't think has ever made a bad movie. So yeah, I think Dot Matrix deserves to be on this list as as That's inspirational robots. <laughs> you said you had two that were. Uh... I, I, yeah, but uh, you can go next. Okay, so next for me is uh, Twiki from. Book Rogers in the 25th century. Now, wow. I don't know. I don't know about you. Book Rogers in the UK was released as a movie. Um, I don't know whether it was in the US or not, but certainly over here there was a feature-length movie that came out in cinemas, and that's why it kind of qualifies um, for my list. He was this kind of little uh, little dude um, who made this noise, went biddy biddy biddy. <laughs> He had this kind of dome head, uh, and he was kind of Buck Rogers' sidekick, which would just offer up dumb information at irrelevant moments. Um, but around his neck, like a fucking huge medallion, or, or like one of the public enemy guys with the clocks around the... the Flavor Flav. <laughs> the, the Flavor Flaves, yeah, yeah. Um, he had another robot attached to him, which was the kind of brains behind everything, which was uh, called Dr. Theopolis. And he was very sensible. He'd offer up great bits of information. So what it was, it was actually a kind of mixture of, of R2-D2 and C-3PO in one, if you like. But yeah, um, and the voice, believe it or not, was provided by Mel Blanc, who did... Don't know who he is. <laughs> Mel Blanc, Bugs Bunny... Um, provided Everything, the voice. Everyone. Of, every, yeah, everyone. He was everyone, wasn't he? Yeah, so Tweaky... And Dr. Theopolis from Book Rogers in the 25th Century make my list. Good, good. I didn't. See, I didn't know you were going to go for the uh, the Buck Rogers. I, I was kind of. I was thinking. You know, I, I should know that you're going to pick everything. You know. But, uh, <laughs> next on my list is not a. Well, I'll consider him a robot, but he's mo- mainly a supercomputer uh, mm. from another con- uh, comedy, Rock. From Airplane Two. Oh my God! <laughs> In the cockpit. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing, Dave? He was so he was the supercomputer that had the space shuttle that yes. was controlling the space shuttle. Yeah. And it was yeah. going to the sun. And uh, there was one part where uh, what's the captain's name in Airplane? Peter Graves' character. Oh, Captain Over. Captain Over. Yeah. Captain Over. He says, "Check rock. See what. Uh, see if we're on the coordinates. Uh, we're on the right path." And she said, Rock, you know, we're going off course. No, we're not, Elaine. And then he's like, no, we are. I can see. Elaine, don't give me this. We can see shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the same path. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, they're trying to disable him, and they grab the bomb from Sonny Bono. 
<laughs> who was who was going to blow the ship up for the insurance because the insurance was actually auto auto insurance because <laughs> he was that stupid and because he was impotent. <laughs> That's why he was wanted to blow himself <laughs> out. So they took that bomb. You know, they were saying, you know, we have to use the bomb to, you know, kill Rock. And Elaine's like, you want me to blow Rock? And Rock <laughs> makes a big smiley face on his computer yeah. screen. <laughs> you know, I, I do remember. That's <laughs> great. I love Rock. I think he's I think he's hilarious. People probably don't like Airplane 2 compared to the first one, and that's that's rightly so. But yeah, Rock Rock is up there with robots slash supercomputer types. My next one is Ming's Floating Servant from Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Weird looking guy, right? Yeah, he's just kind of like he's another one that's like the Flavor Flav's clock that just kind of hangs from the <laughs> hangs from the ceiling. <laughs> um, it's this kind of you know he's kind of metal face with a, a, a trident or some spikes or something coming out of the top of it, and he's kind of his all-seeing eye that um, reports back to him. Um, and you see him floating around Ming's palace. He doesn't actually have a name. Although he is credited on the internet as Ming's floating servant, and that's all it is. But it was actually voiced by Max von Sydow, which I never knew. It was the same voice as Emperor Ming. Ming's um, brother. Just kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ming's half-brother's like a giant medallion. <laughs> He's the early, yeah, he, the, early, uh, the early version of Quato. <laughs> yes, he just comes exactly. out anywhere. So, yeah, so he is my penultimate entry on, on my list. So what have you got finally? My final one, now this is more recent, is the robots from Monsters of Man. I haven't seen this yet. There are four robots that are under a uh, CIA operative mission to see how well they are in combat situations. Um, all of them come down, start blowing up a uh, known um, triad, I, I guess, uh, lack of a better word, uh gangster village uh, but one gets damaged on the way down and he's the one who has to, he reboots himself and he becomes uh, self-aware why he's alive what is what is he doing you know what's this mission he's on he and he basically saves all the humans there in that village i just think it was it was it was a long movie but the robots absolutely take uh take the cake in it because they run, they can climb. They're absolutely scary as hell. Um, so, yeah, that's my most recent one was actually the robots from Monster of Man. Yeah, yeah, my final one is a kind of, you know, this is a silly one. It's an honorable mention because I don't believe in going back and changing movies and taking things out of them. Um, you know, so I'm going to go with, and I'm not sure of the pronunciation because I don't know whether it's Psycho or Seco, which is... Um, Burt Young's <laughs> Burt Young's robot in Rocky Four. <laughs> Another comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stallone's recutting at the moment Rocky Four, mm -hmm. and rumor has it that he's taken the robot out of the film. So, as an honourable mention and a salute <laughs> to '80s robots. I'm giving Seiko a spot on my list because I don't believe that she should be cut from the movie. 
an so, I, an iconic '80s robot, right? Yeah, I didn't. Happy look birthday, Polly! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Polly! Yeah, it looked fucking useless, didn't it? What could it do other than just like bring him a beer? It looked like an <laughs> ant. <laughs> His slash her head, because they changed the personality. Do you think? Do you think Polly had sex with that robot? I think so. He, <laughs> he looks like he does. <laughs> You ever see the last time we ever see of it uh, would be, um, you know, when he's she's yelling at him. Don't forget yeah. this. Don't forget that. Yeah. Uh, maybe he killed her. Maybe. Or, well, Stallone certainly has now by the sound of things. Oh, poor. Yeah. Poor Cisco. I, I mean, is it Cisco? Cisco or Psycho or whatever. People know what we're talking about. Anyone who has sex with that robot is sicko. You know, Uh but Paulie definitely did. But yeah, it was it was probably uh, other than the you know he's cut moment and and Apollo dying. Of course, that robot is you know iconic. Forever like in I our said. hearts. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you know, and I was waiting for in part five when they're going. Remember they're going through the attic. You know, looking at old memories, and they saw Adrian's glasses. There's that robot covered by a drape. You know, because it's all dusty and everything, because no one ever used was it. That, I never spotted that. Was that in the? Was that in Rocky Balboa? Uh, no, it was actually just Rocky Five. But it, oh, was it, it wasn't Rocky up Five? there. I was I was waiting for that to be up there. Like, where the fuck did this robot go after all this time? I know Rocky's driving it. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Rocky is a better driver now. All of a sudden, you know. But he, I thought he with Buckus throwing up in the back of his seat because he kept on. Stop it in part two. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. You know, that's that that deserves a Viking funeral if that's the case. It does. Yeah. Maybe in the next uh, Creed movie, uh, that's who uh, Adonis is going to fight. Kind of like a real you steel. Never know. Well, we could. You know what? Real steel. I've got crossed out on this list. Real steel was. Uh, real steel is a good movie. It's not bad. It's yeah. not a bad movie. Yeah, you know, an it's an expensive in, uh, movie as well. Oh, um, it, it, did, it did well, I think. It did okay. It did okay, yeah, yeah. But it's worth... Uh, when I first... I just thought, this is kind of like a bloody... Just looks like a Transformers film or something. But when you watch Real Steel, it's got a lot of heart. Very sentimental. Great characters. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good film. And if you ever saw Bumblebee as well... I don't like the Transformers films at all. But the Bumblebee spin-off movie... Very similar to Real Steel in that respect. You know? A lot of great storytelling and a lot of character in there. Good stuff. I should have put Bumblebee on my list. Damn. I think we our list had a lot of iconic robots, android cyborgs on it. Um, I'm sure our list, just like with Gore, can go on and on forever. People are probably going to say, what about the fixers from Batteries Not Included? <laughs> I think our list is solid because ours went hmm. like 80s and some 70s and, and you know some 50s. You yeah, know, yeah. The origin of the, the start in the 50s. Uh, yeah, I think we have a nice solid list. Varied. Very varied. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. that's, not, that's our bonus episode, everybody, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. You know, comment and let us know if you have any uh, robots on your list that are 
that you hold dear to your heart. And Darren, where can they find us? They can find us at tslmoviepodcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. And also at the Slaughtered Lamb Movie Podcast Facebook group. Just bang us an invite across, a, a request to join, and we'll let you in. Um, and also the YouTube channel as well. We've got it's a kind of basic YouTube channel. We're just for the moment we're just putting our episodes up there as they as they come out. So everything from season two onwards um, is on the YouTube channel. And we will maybe in the future have a little play around with it and maybe put our faces on it sometime, but not just yet. No, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So everyone, as always, stick to the roads and the best of luck. <laughs>